Hey there. I hope your day is going well. My day is going quite well. Thank you. <laughs> That's good to hear. Oh, goodness. Uh, I had something. <laughs> I had like my mind prepared to say something, and then you got on the call, and I'm kind of overwhelmed. I was not <laughs> expecting you to actually see that video. I was sort of just expecting it to fly into nothing. And then you saw it and you responded. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy I saw it. Like, I, the thing with TikTok is that, like, mentions like that usually don't really go over, like, people's heads. Like, unless they get, like, a million mentions, like, per day. It's just more like, you know, if I see I got mentioned in something, that's, like, way more rare than, like, a comment or a duet or something like that. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> so, yeah, I usually check out mentions a lot. But, yeah. That's awesome. Well, if you would like to introduce yourself. Uh... Mm. Oh, of course, of course. Um, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Nick. Um, some of you may know me as at Local Horse Gold Destroyer on TikTok. Um, <laughs> I... Don't know why that's my username. I, I couldn't tell you the story behind that for the life of me. But um, <laughs> I'm mainly a cosplay account. Uh, I'm most known for cosplaying Tom Nook from the Animal Crossing series. But I do a lot of others, uh, including Gundam Tanaka from Danganronpa, Shota Aizawa from My Hero Academia, Lagoshi from Beastars, uh, a bunch of different cosplays. But those are kind of my main ones. Goodness, your cosplays are amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. They always make me smile. Aw, that means a lot. Especially because I'm quite new to this scene, too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, your content always makes my day when I see it. I I follow <laughs> a lot of people, but I Oh, follow... please, you flatter me too much. <laughs> well, it's not flattery if it's honesty. <laughs> or at least not intentional, like, not meant to be just... Fair, fair, fair. But yeah, you were going to say? Uh, yellow. Hello? Can you hear Hi. me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry about that. Uh, interact. Uh, voice call sometimes is spotty when it's uh, over. Sorry about that. You're all good. <laughs> Trust me, you're all good. You're completely good. Don't worry, worry about it. Hey, right. If anything does happen with it, I'll just be able to send you a new link and we'll be able to um, start like a new section, I guess. All right, and but... Well, um, usually how I do this when I have other people on is I, we chit chat a bit, uh, maybe a few questions, and then we read a fan fiction or a couple fan fiction's first chapters or so, discuss them a bit, um, and then just chit chat some more until we end it. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, um... Well, what made you decide to cosplay what you cosplay, like Tom Nook, Aizawa? Um, I think I remember with Tom Nook, it was, I remember what first influenced me was I saw a video that was getting very popular at the time, which was just this artist rendition of a human Tom Nook. And it was different from the ones I usually see just because, you know, it was the first real art I had seen of Tom Nook that really portrayed him as, you know, a big brown man of color and like you know that's what i am so i'm like oh i look kind of like this wouldn't it be funny if like i could do this and like you know i'm bisexual so of course i own hawaiian shirts yes. and, <laughs> and so i i went to my wardrobe and i found a hawaiian shirt that looked pretty similar to i think the ones that timmy and tommy wear but like could still kind of pass off as tom nooks and so i texted my friend brooke who she's also on tiktok but it's a, i texted my friend brooke and I said, I have this stuff for Tom. Wouldn't it be funny if I just sort of did that? And she was like, go for it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Because I think about the time my account had around, I want to say 6,000 followers at the time. It, it wasn't like 
it wasn't like, you know, oh, he's just some kid with a TikTok, but it was definitely a, he's not big in the slightest. It was definitely a, he is, the, he, I was known at school as that kid who pretty regularly posts on TikTok and has a handful of followers. And then, um, you know, I started posting Tom expecting it to go nowhere because I had done cosplay-ish content before. I had done extremely closet cosplays, which I very much prefer, say, in the deep recesses of the TikTok, of my TikTok account, which were like, um, I remember a while back, my first ever sort of cosplay I ever did was never one I showed on TikTok, at least not for long. It was... Um, one that I did for my local convention because I live in Miami. And so we have the Supercon, which is, you know, that's that's Florida's whole like whole convention. And um, I remember the first cosplay I ever did was one that I made for that convention. It was from Spider-Man Homecoming. It was the I guess it's called like the pajama suit or like the homemade suit, like the one that he has to put on after Tony Stark takes away the suit, uh, I guess. Spoiler for like a five-year-old movie but um no yeah that was my first ever like real cosplay that i ever put together and then um as i and then like as that went on there were a few like ones here and there i think at one point there was jd from heather's question mark i'm not sure that one was like a day and then i remember i put together orpheus from Hades Town because i'm a huge musical theater kid so it's like yeah um in fact, that's going to be my major in college. So, you know, there's that. But, um, and then for a while, my account, but except for like those brief little stints of things, it was mainly just, you know, comedy stuff and the occasional POV, you know, like most regular normal TikTok accounts. But then like, you know, that fateful night happened and I was really into Tom Nook. I was really into like, you know, making those videos. So I put on the shirt, I got contour which i just kind of i got some brown contour which i just put all around my eyes and then on the tip of my nose and then you know just started doing videos and apparently people really liked them apparently people really liked how i did them um i i couldn't really tell you like exactly what it was i guess if i had to put a definition onto it it was probably like just from what i've seen people liked the genuineness of it of some of my videos there they liked how it felt like i was taking this character and really taking what he was all about and putting into video form especially because you'll see that my more popular videos are definitely the ones that feel more like it's an examination of his character and how he's feeling rather than just you know tom nook is a guy who wants your deaths it's like yeah i don't know that, it's the that's ones really that what make him to draw people to my account yeah it's the ones mm. that make him like a real character rather than just like mm. a puppet for your bells to go to. Yeah. And I don't know, becoming what was essentially the quote unquote TikToks Tom Nook, which I never really saw myself as that, but some people commented that and that's just what my TikTok bio became because it's like, screw it. Um, becoming sort of quote unquote TikToks Tom Nook was a very nice thing for me just because I have... I've had like an appreciation for the cosplay community even long before that. Cause I'm just huge in, into like nerd culture in general. And like what, and so, you know, I had seen the cosplay community before and <clears throat> sorry, at this point, animal crossing had become like a huge thing. Cause you know, the new game was coming out all that. Yes. And, um, every time I had seen the Tom Nook cosplay and no, no bet, no, uh, no salt over to the other Tom Nook cosplayers. They're all amazing. And they, and I grew a lot of my inspiration from them. But I will admit, a, lot, a majority of the more popular Tom Nook cosplayers were all like, well, I mean, for lack of a better word, just these skinny white dudes or white <laughs> girls. You know, it was just like these skinny, fair-skinned people that were just, you know, they looked like the character. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. Then... But having my Tom Nook gain attention as a Latino cosplayer, it was something that, I don't know, it made me feel like it was nice seeing a character that I love, that I was able to portray, and that, you know, it was not really a version of the character that people tended to see. 
Yeah. So yeah. That's just awesome. <laughs> I I don't even really know how to respond. That's just really awesome and I'm really glad. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um I could just keep on going with like the cuz I I like to believe that there's like a story behind each of the cosplays I've done. Oh, I am so down to hear it if you are Of course. Of course. Um after that was something I determined to be my first for real cosplay. My friends could have all told you about it. It was Shota Aizawa from My Hero Academia. Yes. I it's a show that Oh, thank you. It's a show that I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't watched a lot. I've I think I stopped right as the stain arc ended. Like I'm I don't even can't, I can't even tell you why I stopped. I just sort of did. And by the way, I'm going to make it known my favorite character is Kirishima. Anyways, um <laughs> my favorite's Deku and I cosplay Deku and I have a problem. Uh, over <laughs> half of the episodes of this podcast so far have been My Hero Academia fan fiction. And ah, that says I see. something. <laughs> and that says something about me. <laughs> but no, um, I was so excited to really start cosplaying Aizawa because it was, in a lot of ways, my first real cosplay. It was from an anime IP. It was the first wig. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Don't worry about yeah. it. Are you okay? No, yeah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. I just somewhat down the wrong hole because I'm drinking a smoothie as we're doing this. But <laughs> Oh, I understand. Uh, I have a water bottle next to me. Uh, but um, <laughs> I saw what... I was the first cosplay I ever like ordered a wig for, like off of Amazon and everything. I shoved the wig over in the other side of the room, like hanging on a little stand. And um, it was the first wig I ever like had to style, cut, all that. And, like, I had to learn how to do that pretty fast because I want to get this done. And, like, I put everything together from items I found off Amazon. And then I did the videos. And for a while, I was very, very happy. Until, like, you know, with my account being known for my Tom Nook comes also with my account being known for Tom Nook. And my account Mm. being heavily associated with that. And it's something I honestly still can't escape to this day. (laughs) It's, um... It's died down a lot, but, like, you know, I had some people saying, oh, sorry, I can only see you as Tom Nook, which, like, I get it was a compliment. It was trying to be a compliment, but, you know, as a cosplayer. That's just really rude, because you can do more than one character. No, yeah, 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 of course. Like, again, I didn't pay it much mind until um, my Aizawa reached a bit of the, the My Hero Academia fandom, who, you're a member of the fandom, you know how they can be. And yeah. it's like, I remember one of the most distinct DMs I've ever gotten. There's only one person, so I don't hold it was the entire fandom. But um, it they DM'd me, and they were like, hey, just wanted to be clear. Like, Aizawa is a pale character, and that's part of his character design. You, oh. by by virtue of being a brown man, cannot really portray the character completely like i just want to make that known maybe you could like do something with your makeup and like something about that really just struck a chord with me in the sense of like oh i guess this is why people can only see me as tom nook because the other characters i've been cosplaying have been like white or i guess in as i sense japanese but you go know what i mean it's like Dude, i am so sorry you had to deal with that that is <laughs> no such no no it's bullshit it, it's okay. It's sadly um, an issue that many colored cosplayers have had to go through, especially black yeah. cosplayers. They get it way harder than I ever do. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that for a second. It's just, um, you know, that was a really formative experience. And, like, I stopped cosplaying Aizawa for a bit after that just because, you know, he wasn't getting the attention that Tom was. And I went back to Tom for a bit, which <laughs> it, it got my account pretty much the same amount of reach. And then... I had a bit of a fun moment, let's just call it. I cosplayed Lagoshi for just for complete fun, just because I had just watched B Stars and it was a complete closet cosplay that I was like, why the hell not? And that was oh. fun. There it was just I remember seeing that one. It was fun. I haven't <laughs> watched B Stars, but my friends have and they really love it. It's a very good show. I definitely suggest you give it a shot. And then 
my other three characters that I've cosplayed, all three were from uh, Danganronpa, which is definitely my most recent, um, I guess you could call it hyperfixation. It's definitely my most recent, <laughs> like, thing I've gotten into, like, hugely. Um, it's just, I absolutely love the narrative and I love everything about it to the point where I just, and, like, I've loved it for a while. And my friends are recently getting into it, which I'm very happy about. And so I have started cosplaying the characters and... I remember the distinct order I did them in. It was Monokuma, then Kaito, and then finally Gundam. Each one was sort of its own little stepping stone. Monokuma, I'll, I'll say this until the day I die. Tom Nook is a cosplay I was known for. Tom Nook is a cosplay that got my account to 10K. It's the one that really helped build my account the way it has. I, I'll say this until the day I die. Monokuma has been the most fun cosplay I've ever done. That was a cosplay I did expressly just to have fun with video ideas, video concepts. And I've been meaning to do them again. I should, I really should. I need to get back on that. But it's like, I don't know. I absolutely love Monokuma. And it was another... And what I loved about Monokuma was how, you know, free I could have been with his design. Because Monokuma is literally just a black and white bear. It's like not much that you can really translate into human form. So it's like... When So when I did it, I remember I dug up an old Beetlejuice costume that I had from like last Halloween. Dude, nice. <laughs> and then I ordered some like glasses of Etsy, which were like styled to look like Monokuma's uh, little eyes. And then I also just sprayed half my hair white. <laughs> and I got and I also asked my mom to teach me how to paint my nails for that one. I remember I, I did half my nails black, half my nails white. Uh, I asked her, are you cool with doing this on your son? And she's like, listen, I've just learned not to care anymore. <laughs> oh, goodness. She's very supportive mom. of me. She's very, very supportive of me. I love her to death. It's that like so nice. <laughs> but it's, um, it was a very fun cosplay that I got to have a lot of different kinds of fun with. Um, it did get a, some pretty good traction, I like to think. Um, I had quite a few Juco cosplayers, you know, do at my stuff, which is very exciting and nice. And I love... Dangarapa cosplays in general. They have such creativity and they're amazing. And then was Kaito Momota. Now, the things about Kaito Momota and Gundam Tanaka is that those two are my favorite characters in the series. Um, they switch ten, They switch every now and then as to who's my definitive favorite. Right now it's Gundam. Sometimes it'll be Kaito. But Kaito... Kaito was an experience just because... I don't know... In doing those videos, it was the first time I really got to do, I guess there's no other word for it, angsty sort of videos. It's like, I got to do videos with like some real like grit behind them. And like, obviously Kaito did not do that well at all. Kaito, I wouldn't go hard as to say Kaito flopped. Like, easily my biggest flop of a cosplay was probably either Lagoshi or Aizawa. But mm -hmm. uh, he obviously wasn't doing as well, which got me a bit sad. But then, you know, I realized I like the content I'm making. I like what I'm making here, so I'm just going to keep on making it. And so I did Kaito for a while. And, like, again, I'm not the best at styling wigs, but I was pretty proud of this one because this one took a lot of fucking time. It took about, like, a whole day of just spraying got-to-be-glued hairspray. It, it, was, <laughs> it was an effort. But um, after I was done, I hung the stuff up, and it's still hanging in my closet, and I was just... I was so happy with it that I immediately got to work on my next cosplay, which is probably so far. I don't, I don't think I ever understood the term comfort cosplay until I first got into Gundam Tanaka. That cosplay was something so insanely different and amazing for me. Gundam Tanaka is a character I've loved since I ever started playing Dangarapa 2. It's, he has so many layers to him that I absolutely love that I won't talk about deeply for sake of spoilers, but um, getting being able to get into Gundam and like really delve into what his character was probably like and what, and like, you know, both humorous aspects and like the more dramatic ones, which I've, I don't know, I started to do more like POVS TikToks but like you know in cosplay it's weird but like yes. i I've... love that though 
I guess that's my brand is what it is. More long form storytelling videos in cosplay rather than like, you know, no, no knocking over to other cosplayers, but you know, I've seen a lot of cosplayers just doing more. Oh, either jokes of the character or, you know, straight TikTok dances in character, which those are both fine. Those are both very fine. Impressive. Oh, and there's editing, t- editing cosplayers, which those are a whole league, which I can't even begin to understand. Editing TikTok cosplayers are just, it's they're, ge- <laughs> they're amazing and I they're want their skills. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, can, can, can I use your I, editing <laughs> software, man? amazing i guess just my content and i've seen this with some other cosplayers but like my content has always been a lot more of a how could this song relate to the character how could this audio be something that the character says something like that and like i guess that's sort of everybody's approach to cosplay but i guess mine was just more of associated at least in my head with a sort of long form storytelling one like none of those exemplify that more than my more popular tom nook videos yeah but I think, but the thing is with Gundam Tanaka is that I remember I just, I got out, I was up until about six in the morning filming cosplay videos in Gundam, which I had never done. Like I still have drafts from that original video shoot because I, I just, I couldn't stop. It was just something so surreal for me. And I remember when I, when I finally got out of Gundam and just sort of laid down on my bed and like, would like watched over all the videos I had filmed, I just... I broke down. I just started crying just because like I felt like I did this character that I absolutely loved and had so much respect and genuine joy for. I felt like I did him so right and so well to the point where, you know, as like, I hate to bring it up in like this context, but as an actor myself, that sort of feeling is something that I strive for, like in my career. And so it's like being able to do that with not just my career, but also my hobby is just like my hobby of cosplay is just something that I realize this is what I find genuine joy in in life. This is what I like doing. I love portraying these characters. This is what I love. And so, you know, I've made the active choice to keep doing this even after I go to college. And yeah. I'm really glad you're keeping with it. No, yeah. I totally understand what you mean by the storytelling aspect of your videos. I have seen that a lot in your content, and it's one of the reasons I love your cosplay so much. Like, the fact that you put so much care into it is amazing, and I love it. And I totally get what you mean by having a comfort cosplay. That's what Deku's become to me, to be (laughs) honest. Because... Whenever I'm in him, I just, I feel so much better. No, yeah. that makes sense. I get exactly what you mean, yeah. It's like, there are just certain characters that you connect with on a personal level that even if you don't exactly, like, act like the character, you still just, you get into this character and you imagine yourself as this character and you're ready to take on, for lack of a better word, this role. And you're like, I am so deep and embedded into this role that I truly feel comfortable in my own skin when I'm in this person. Yes. Like when I am this person, I feel comfortable. I feel like this is a natural progression of who I am, essentially, which is, again, as an actor, a feeling I absolutely strive for. So yeah, you just that's graduated what... high school then, right? Yes, I did. Ah. Uh, I just graduated from, uh, you know, my high school in the city I live in, Miami, which is very Congrats. fun. Thank you. And uh, I'm going off to college this fall, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> with COVID. Uh, yeah, hopefully. with all that. But um, I hope it goes well for you. Oh, no, yeah. Considering um, I'm going to be studying musical theater at NYU. That's so cool. (laughs) Thank you. Congrats on getting accepted. I've heard they're super hard with their theater program. Oh, yeah. No, it it really was. Like, finding out, especially with their musical theater, which is definitely their most, like, popular and most competitive program. So, like, finding out I got in was completely surreal for me. Just because, like, you know, I'm not... 
the best at like dancing and shit like that. So it's like finding out I got into the musical theater program was like crazy for me. I'm really happy for you, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's definitely a um it's definitely just a surreal experience for me, just in the sense of like I don't know, I this is going to become an active part of my life, you know, doing theater and all that. And like not a lot of people online know about you know, my own personal life, like, I just kind of tend to keep those things relatively separate. Like, I have my online friends, and I have my personal friends. I have, like, my online life and my real life. I have my online persona and just kind of who I am. It's definitely, like, very rarely do those two kind of tend to mix. Like, I would say an example of when the two really start to cross paths is definitely in probably this interview right now and in other interviews I've done in the sense that, like, you know... I present a part of myself that is generally appealing to my audience, which is something that I've had to consider and go over for a while. And the, the part of me that feels like genuine and the part of me that feels like, oh, this is me talking. I can just talk like me right here. Yeah. I'm obviously putting myself through a bit of a filter because if I was just talking like myself right now, it would just be, it would just be fucking curse words up the wazoo. It's oh, like, please don't worry about that on here, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you should, it didn't show up in the episode because my internet was going crazy. Um, but uh, one episode, I was trying to experiment with this voice call with a friend. And, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I was swearing up a storm at the internet <laughs> issues. Yeah. Good to so, know, good to know. Yeah. So, you're fine. Also, it's a fanfic podcast. There's going to be swearing in the writing. You're good. <laughs> you know what? That's extremely fair. That is extremely fair yeah um i don't know and like you know branching out from all of that i also i also started twitch streaming dude i didn't know you did that that's awesome i do yes um right now i do it on my dingy old laptop on my dingy old gaming laptop it's an acer aspire 5 it's not the best thing to be streaming on in fact i many would argue that it's not something i should be streaming out at all which is why i'm actually in the process of building my own pc which um, you guys can find my donation links in my bio. But anyways. Um... <laughs> Go donate. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, the things I have streamed, um, I like to think most people know this, but the reality is TikTok didn't really show my announcements of this that well. But I did recently do a Black Lives Matter charity stream on my Twitch. Oh, in which awesome, me, <laughs> In which me and like a few guests from TikTok like other TikTok creators, cosplayers, fashion, all that, all different kinds of friends that I have on that app all came together and did, and I think it was about 11 hours of a stream, which is literally just Undertale. Nice. So yeah, it was from start to finish, 11 hours, me and my friends, and we just all managed to make it through somehow. Goodness. So yeah. But uh, that stream ended up raising about $310, in which it was donated to a fund that split the... It, it was donated all to a fund that split it all out equally between different donation funds, like the Minnesota Freedom Fund, the Black Lives Matter organization itself, uh, the Breonna Taylor Fund, all different things like that. Dude, that's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that you did that. I didn't know that even happened. Yeah. Uh, TikTok algorithm is not great at showing my stuff. It definitely hasn't been recently. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, no. TikTok and cosplayers do not have the best relationship at the moment. Yeah. Especially TikTok and people of color. But the fact that I'm both? Oh, brother. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> what? Oh, no, please. Trust me. I complain about it in a lot more detail, but I'm very afraid TikTok will just randomly delete my account somehow after I say that. Valid. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. Anybody well, speaks up, they're like, anybody speaks up, they're like, all right, they're gone. Yeah. Well, you might not have to worry about it. TikTok might be banned in the U.S. soon. I heard about that. Is that, like, really going to be a thing? I don't think so. So here's what's going on. Like the secretary of state is like, we're looking into banning TikTok because Chinese spyware. But the thing is the U S branch of TikTok is run separately than the Chinese one. And all yeah. the data from it is kept in 
either like the U.S. or Singapore, so not in China. And the Chinese don't have access to the data of the users. They just know that there's users and like the amount of users. And yeah. also all the information that TikTok gathers isn't that much, to be honest. <laughs> um, so in all honesty, I personally don't think that TikTok is going anywhere. If anything, this is just going to be a fear tactic to get people off of TikTok because um, TikTok has been used to demonstrate and things like that um, and protest and gather protest information, which, you know, government doesn't exactly. And it seems like it's working, which is the scariest thing. Like, I've seen. I don't know if like this is as present as I've seen it, but I've seen quite a few cosplayers announce that they're moving to, of all things, Dove Smash. Oh, yeah. I actually just created an account because my friend was telling me her name is her username is Yep, it's L. Uh, her name is Elizabeth on TikTok. She does a bunch of D&D type content. She was like, mm. hey, I'm creating an account just in case TikTok gets like deleted. And I'm like, OK. And I just made one, and I've been re-uploading some of my TikToks to it just so it has some content if people find my username. No, yeah. I'm definitely considering, you know, maybe being more... Because, like, the thing is, I don't... Everybody in my personal life knows I'm a fucking weirdo, so it's like I post my cosplay stuff on main because, like, screw it at this point. Yeah. Um, It's definitely caused some weird reactions for my Tinder matches, but that's really about it. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Most people tend to treat it like a generally normal thing, just because, like, let me. It's like watching anime and like all that nerd culture shit has just become like very normalized. Like, I don't really think, like, I honest to God think you're the weirdo right now if you don't watch like anime type stuff. Like, what the fuck are you gonna sit there and watch Grey's Anatomy? Get the fuck out of my face. No, it's like, (laughs) like, my friend teaches like part time art classes and stuff through like local art galleries and things mm-hmm. and she recently taught like an anime drawing class and oh, wow. they had to limit the number of people because um social distancing and everything but oh, like yeah. for social distancing the room was packed there were like 12 kids in that room and that was like filled to capacity they weren't even supposed to have 12 kids they were only supposed to have nine so like and then all these kids were talking about how their friends were jealous that they got to go to the anime class. And it's like, okay, yep, anime is normal now, I guess. Dang it. No, yeah. Why couldn't this be a thing when I was 13? <laughs> Definitely you made getting fun into- of me for Doctor I- Who. Come on. <laughs> I thoroughly believe that getting into anime right now is probably the best it's ever been. Especially if, you, especially if you're very new to the medium. Yeah. I definitely think it's the best like right now is probably the best time because you know back in like the mid 2000s to the early 2010s when i would imagine people like you and i's age got into anime um that was definitely when a lot of established fandoms were already being set up like they were all they've they've already been set up rather like dragon ball z fullmetal alchemist death note that is like hitalia or in high school host club that is when those fandoms were already set in stone on the flip side now you have like you still have those fandoms like One Piece, uh, Dragon Ball Z, Hunter x Hunter. Those are still anime fandoms that have been around for a while that are still up. Definitely some are more popular than others. But right now is, I thoroughly believe, a golden age in anime and being able to get an anime because it's way more accessible and it's way more culturally acceptable to watch it nowadays. And you also have a lot more, a lot of newer uh, IPs and fandoms propping up. Like you have B Stars, which has become, which became like a whole huge thing at the beginning of this year. My Hero Academia, which is yeah. definitely a newer. It's not like exactly new, but it's newer in comparison to the others. Yeah, uh, like I think the anime started in like 2017. No, yeah, and I, you know, a lot of people have different opinions on these kinds of things, but um. You know, it's definitely a kind of like, I thoroughly believe that right, in, I <laughs> I think I might get crucified for this, but I thoroughly believe that Devilman Crybaby, which came out, I want to say 2019, 2018, is the best anime I've ever watched in my life. Easy. 
I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've seen that one yet. It's such a good show. I definitely recommend if you're trying to tell your friend, if you're trying to convince your friend who like, it's not one of those entry level anime. It's for sure not. Like if you want an entry level anime, I would definitely suggest like My Hero Academia or like uh, yeah. fucking Death Note. I would definitely suggest those as like pretty entry level anime. Yeah, but I... Devil May Cry Baby is definitely a once your friend has pretty much gotten into anime and said, "All right, the genre's cool." This is what you can show them in order to be like, "Now this is what the genre can be." Like Devil May Cry Baby is the type of anime that pushes like the genre to its limits it's insane what this oh, show does that's awesome but yeah yeah speaking of getting people into anime i recently got a co-worker slash friend of mine uh into haikyuu and that's like her first anime she's really really watching oh and wow and she is in love with it oh my goodness I think she's already on season four. She's farther you know, than me now. I have yet to watch Haikyuu. Um, I've been meaning so. I because I'm, I'm I'm still in season one. I'm not really that into sports anime except for one, which is Kuroko no Basket. That is probably my top sports anime that I've watched. Fair. Oh, the other ones just haven't really hit. Like shows like Free and like. Uh, the ice skating one, which I don't remember. Yuri on Ice. Okay, in my defense, in my defense, I didn't start watching Yuri on Ice because of the romance aspect. I started watching it because I've always loved ice skating. (laughs) And then everyone's just like being like shipping, shipping, shipping. And I'm like, can we please talk about the ice skating? (laughs) Like, I love Um, the pairings, but can we please talk about ice skating? Listen, listen. If y'all want to show for the gay people, go watch She-Ra Princess of Power. Yes. They made As a top tier show. And like, I would definitely put that show up with like Korra and Avatar. Just like, there are a lot of similar, like people who watch the show, like people who are fans of the show, like She-Ra stands will tell you how much better it is than Avatar. And Avatar stands will tell you how much better it is than She-Ra. And Right now, I'm just going to be real with you. I think they're pretty much the same in quality. They're both amazing shows that I consider some of the best TV I've ever watched. Nice. I am still getting into Avatar. I never watched it growing up. So mm. I'm still watching it. But like because spoilers, I know pretty much the entire plot of it and a lot of the movies. No, but, no yeah. But like Avatar is really good. And it's like so much better <laughs> now that I'm actually watching it than just, like, the memes. Yeah. I've, I've watched Avatar since I was, like, a kid, which I've I've loved, to, again, since I was a kid. It's been one of those shows that's, like, I always kind of regularly come back to if I just kind of need to decompress or, like, if I just need to, like, watch some good TV, I'll just switch on Avatar. I understand. You see, I it's not necessarily good TV, but I have one of those comfort shows in... Uh, Winx Club. I heard about that show. I never watched it as a kid, it but is, I heard about it. The four kids dub is legitimately better than the other English dubs that exist. <laughs> I, that is not a sentence I hear often. The, the four kids voice actors actually put emotion into their voice. Um, and it's also like impossible to find the Italian version. So I'm just like, screw it. I'm watching the Stark, the four kids version, <laughs> and nice. like they bear, like they make some changes because you know four kids, but pretty much all of the changes they make aren't big changes. Like they change the name of a planet, and they like change an episode from being like super duper dark like character dying to character going into like a void or something forever oh brother but like that's the biggest changes i think they make in that entire show (laughs) some like no yeah it's like i don't know shows like that they're very comfortable for me i don't know we i feel like we all have those shows i remember 
for me, it, I remember I had a lot of shows that I just consider great television, like Gravity Falls. Best, yes. what I, I consider Gravity Falls to be the best animated show ever made. Gravity Falls um, is so good. I'm a, I'm a catch a lot of I'm a catch a lot of flack for this, but I think it's better than Avatar and Shira. I'm just saying. Uh, I wouldn't know. I haven't fully watched Shira, and I haven't fully watched <laughs> Avatar, but I fully watched Gravity Falls. No, it, it's it's completely fair if you if somebody disagrees with that. I frankly don't know why I think that, <laughs> but it's, it's, so it's I just find myself thinking. I love it. I love it. It um, ended it used on to be such Steven. a perfect note too. No, yeah. Steven Universe used to be one of those shows for me until it got bad. So, yeah. Yeah, I had a friend, well, a former friend now who was super into Steven Universe and she tried to get me into it. But now I just associate it with her and I'm just like, nah, I'm good, fam. It's it's, it's just Steven Universe is probably the greatest fall from grace I've ever seen in my life television that fandom on tumblr was something else and i was just right, like, yeah no disregarding even disregarding the fandom which was like horrible even disregarding the fandom i don't think i've ever and like i'll talk about this all day because i still think the show is absolutely great and should still be watched even if it did and even if it did really fuck up its ending i i thoroughly think that seasons one through five of like the original steam universe shows like seasons one through three were great, were great to good, and then four and five really faltered a bit. Oh, until it eventually sort of just sort of dropped off. Again, don't quote me on that because I don't remember like exactly what episodes were in what season, all that. That's but fair. um, Steven Universe is definitely like. I just don't understand how they fucked it up that bad was the thing. Oh. Like I, again, I still love the show and I think it should definitely, if you want to have like a must watch of American cartoons, Steven Universe is definitely one of them. And then Steven Universe Future came out, which like... Wasn't that you know, the Steve, movie? Uh, there was a movie. There was a movie that came in between the two shows. Ah. There was Steven Universe, Steven Universe the movie, and then Steven Universe Future. Steven oh, Universe okay. the movie was widely regarded as pretty damn good with with spinel's back must be really hurting from carrying that entire movie because <laughs> spinel carried that whole movie that's what everybody loves from that movie but um and they have steven universe future which i think it's a great show that doesn't have a good that doesn't really have that good of a representation of like mental health because that's ah. what the show tried to cover which i think it's a commendable thing to try and cover Although I just don't think it was handled great. Oh. Um, you know, because I think they handled how much it affects him really well. I think they handled how his mental state really affects Steven very, very well. I thought that was great. What I don't think they handled well was how they just sort of yada yada how it gets better. Oh. They just outlined how it's an issue. They never talk about how it gets better. Which That's is which as good. a children, which like it's I I struggle to say it's not good. Like obviously yes, yeah, not good, but it's like as a children's show, it's perfectly fine if that's what you want your show to be, a more delve into the problems of it rather than, you know, just trying to always offer up solutions because sometimes it's never that easy and it's always gonna be subjective. But it's like as a children's show, because like at the end of the day, you're still a show airing at seven PM on Cartoon Network. As a children's show, it's sort of, I don't want to say your duty, but like it's pretty much something that you have to put into consideration that kids need to learn from this. Like kids can probably relate to these mental problems hard and like definitely an audience did. But for kids who relate to these problems and still haven't found a way to deal with them, I really don't think yada yadaing how Steven got better was really the best option because they really did that in like the last epilogue episode. Like they mentioned, they put Steven in an act. They, they mentioned putting Steven in therapy, which is good. Go to therapy. If you have mental health issues, that's like yeah. rule number one, which is good. It's just, they never talk about how he got better. It's like they save him from being this giant monster in a literal sense, in both a literal oh. and I guess figurative sense. For, like, because you know, his mental health issues had literally turned him into a monster, into right. a self destructive monster. 
And like, you know, they all hugged him at the end and that's what stopped him from being a monster, which like, yeah, it sounds cheesy, but it was this whole thing of like reminding him that he's loved and that he can care for himself before caring for other people. And it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. But what I don't like was that it was presented as if that happened and then it was just sort of smooth sailing from there. Oh. Just because, again, for the sake of they had to end the series, I'm guessing if they could have gone through Steven's whole recovery process, they would have. But for the sake of feeling like they had to end the series where it needed to end, I guess it's okay to yada yada that from a storytelling perspective. But from a you have people watching the show who could learn from this perspective, I think it could have definitely used a bit more time on that. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Dang. Yeah. Speaking of fandoms, actually, I understand we have a fan fiction. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so quick question first. What is your experience with fan fiction? Um, how explicit can I get with this? I had an 18 plus episode due to my friend Noel, so we're good to go. Okay. I read Kokichi Piss Fix with my friends in my free time. <laughs> <laughs> You might enjoy my Twitter likes then. Oh, boy. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Okay. So we're not reading one of those because we're reading Animal Crossing ones uh, because course, I managed to find some. Because but... everybody who plays this game is like 14. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So um, if you would like to read this one with me, it's a shorter one. It only has 1,233 words so far. Uh, if you'd like, I can read the first chapter, then you can read the second, and I can read the third for this one. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. It is titled The Oddities of the Island Representative. All right. All right. I'm sending you the link to Instagram. All right. Perfect. All right. And I'll start reading. Summary. Oh, brother. AO3. Oh, brother. Let's do this. Let's see here. Archive of our own. I see archive of our own. That is definitely hell of a site. That's where I read my Kokichi Pacifics, actually. So yeah. You want me to read the summary or what's going on? Hello, we having some more connection issues. Is this on my end now? Oh brother. I'm going to just read the summary till they come back. We'll see what happens. The Oddities of the Island Representative. Summary. To the villagers of your gorgeous island, you are nuts. But that's part of your charm, even if it takes a second for them to warm up to it. Here are some drabbles where they contemplate your existence. In the nicest way, of course. Notes. Hey, y'all. Let me know of any errors, please. And if you have any prompts, let me know. I only got the game a few days ago, so I'm still working my way through the story and may get things terribly wrong. Also, let me know if I should tag anything. Hope you all have a great day. And so, yeah. I'm still not hearing anything from Aaron. I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> um, so I guess this is a solo show at the moment. Oh, you can hear me? Oh, fine. <laughs> Getting the answer from Aaron right now. We're we're deciphering this. You can't hear me? No, I cannot. I cannot, actually. So this is definitely a this is like a saw trap. I think I saw this one time. Like one dude couldn't talk, the other one couldn't see. Or no, wait, that's not it. One of them couldn't move and the other one couldn't see. So it's Hello, I'm sorry. You're all good. You're all good. I was like, oh damn, I guess this is a solo read. <laughs> Sorry. That. You're all good. You're all good. All right. I'm not at my house right now because I have a better connection in town. Well, I live in a small town, so I go to hmm. a bigger city that is still smaller than a big city. I I live in Wisconsin. Everywhere is crap. Ah, uh, it's a place of cheese. Yes, the place of cheese and cows. Of course. Yes. I live in Miami, the place of drugs and STDs. <laughs> I mean, we have that in Wisconsin, too. It's just there's nothing fun to do as well. 
I mean, if you have drugs and STDs, I'm pretty sure you got something fun right there. <laughs> you see, you have to have access to the drugs and STDs. You know what? Fair. I am a 20-year-old who cosplays and makes TikToks. <laughs> to a technical college instead of a four-year. <laughs> so. No affair. All right, so who's reading chapter one again? All right, I can. All right, as go for it. As long as I stay connected. <laughs> or wait, do we want to do a like, dialogue? Wait, should I just do like the dialogue and you be the narrator? We can do that. All right, bet. I want to be Tom Nook. Okay. <laughs> this works. <laughs> All right, we'll start. Chapter one. Ah. Tom Nook thinks as the island representative comes into the tent. Here we go again. It's just past 2 a.m. Timmy and Tommy are holed up in the little tent with him. In the few days that the island representative has been here, they've learned a few things about them. They're mostly mute, only contributing a few words to a conversation. Then become quite blunt. <laughs> they can be quite blunt, but are mostly happy to let people prattle on. And the one Tom was most worried by, they found them the weirdest things to sell. He thought after having a museum to collect odd animals, it would be fine. But apparently the island representative still wanted to hand Timmy anything they found. I'll be Timmy again. What would you like to sell today? Timmy asks. Tommy's echo coming a second later. Today. The I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was adorable. <laughs> oh. The island representative, instead of answering verbally, simply. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm. I'm. I can't hear you again. <laughs> yeah, no, I still cannot hear you. I ain't really sure what's ha ha happening. Yeah, boo anchor. Everybody say boo anchor. Boo. Uh. Yay, you're back. I'm back. You were yes, you're back. Yay! I'm going to okay, exit perfect. my car and see if that helps. All right, but... Okay. Maybe standing outside in the blazing heat of uh, Wisconsin humidity will be working for this. <laughs> All right. Where were we at in the thick? The island representative um... instead of Am I gone again? Yeah. No, you're not. You're not. Okay. Okay. The island representative... Yeah, yeah. Then the island representative... Um... Okay. The island representative, instead of answering verbally, simply hands over a pile of fish. Timmy looks delighted at the opportunity for business, while the island representative simply waits for their belts. As Timmy gently shifts through the fish, Tom spies a wasp in a jar... Yeah, no, nothing again. <laughs> I don't know how this keeps happening. Oh, timer just reached 420. Let's go. But yeah, no, you are mute again. You are mute. So how's everyone's day doing? Is my, my day's good. I don't know about y'all. How are y'all doing? Y'all doing good? I feel like y'all are doing good. What did I have for lunch today? That's some great that's a great question. Um I had some leftovers for lunch today. I had um I had angel hair pasta leftovers. It was quite good. If y'all never had angel hair pasta, I strongly suggest it. But I mainly suggest that you do it with a sauce. Cause like well, any pasta you eat, I highly suggest there be a sauce, because like who the fuck eat, just eats like pasta with butter? I'm gonna let you know right now. That's just like white people. Only white people eat shit like that. Let me tell you. But like, if I had to recommend a sauce, I would say something like uh, ala vodka. Ala vodka stuff is death. Def, is definitely the way to go in my eyes. That's just me though. In my personal opinion. Why did I get 21 Instagram followers out of nowhere? The fuck.
fuck just did somebody like share me on Instagram or something? I don't really know what's happening. But yeah, no, boo anchor. Anchor has disconnected yet again. I don't really know what to do. I'm gonna just keep on talking, stalling for time. So, how's the weather? Weather's pretty good. Weather's pretty good. Weather is definitely a. Oh. Hello, yeah. can you hear me? Yeah. Hi. I am so sorry. You're all good. You're all good. Do you uh, want me to pick chapter one? Yeah. All right, bet. Okay. Uh, sorry, to the bells. Or do the oarfish thing. I think it was. Yeah, here we go. He's learned not to question the size of his villagers' pockets. Timmy dutifully hands over the bells, Tommy looking up and up from his drink to echo him. Then the island representative bumps him accidentally as they walk over to his crafting bench and make themselves a new fishing rod. They take a few seconds to deposit bells in the bank before moving on out of the tent. Look, Timmy exclaims, there's a sea bass. Sea bass, Tommy echoes before giggling. More like a sea plus. His nephews fall over into giggles, laughing at a joke that Tom doesn't quite understand. It might also be the fact that it's past midnight. He'll send them to bed soon, although although that thought is cut off when the island representative comes back in with another pocket full of fish, standing there silently while Timmy hands over the bells. You don't have to buy everything, or sorry, that's Tom. You don't have to buy everything, Tom reminds him, worried that his nephew's business will quickly be run to the ground. How else will they pay back their loan, Timmy asks. Their loan, Tom ad- Tommy adds, nodding sagely. <laughs> Tom looks at them, two great little businessmen in the making, and simply waits for the island representative to return with another pocket of fish. Although this time, there are a few moths mixed in, too. That was cute. Yeah. I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> yeah, anything with Tom in it, I'm like, hell yeah. So I'm looking at chat two right now. I need to look up who Mira is. Okay. Mira, Animal Crossing. Hold on. Oh, I know this one. think yeah no i know mira i never encountered her but i know her cool all right so mira asks as she gets to work on a newest flimsy fishing rod the island representative i understand their quirks she takes a breath unsure how to word this but cottontail they're swimming they bought a wetsuit and the water is safe tom says i made an announcement it's snowing cottontail Mira, Mira deadpans. It's freezing. Yeah, it's cold. Another villager answers. Stinky this time. I don't know who Stinky is. Hold on. I'm like Googling these dudes as the <laughs> thing comes up. Stinky. Oh, this dude does not look stinky. That's bullying. Okay. Okay, where are we? Yeah. Yeah, it's cold. Another villager answers. Stinky this time. I need new weights. My old ones froze over. Gah! Will the island representative freeze? Mira asks. Worried sweat drops appearing on her head. The island representative is going to freeze, Stinky repeats, panicking as well. They're fine, Tom assures. The wetsuits are insulated. I helped Timmy and Tommy order in the best. Mira doesn't look assured. They looked blue. They bought a blue one, Tom says. That's probably why. Then, as if summoned, the island rep stumbles into the tent, water dripping off of them and onto the floor. They look around at the gathered villagers and dash to the crafting bench. Tom sees them make something out of pearls and then drops some bells off into the bank. His mind briefly wanders to his nephews and wonders what horrors he'll have to help them keep stock of. The sopping wet island rep knocks Stinky on the way out, who helpfully traps them in a conversation. It's cold out, gah, he says. I'm freezing. Anyway, how are you? The island rep pauses for a second before saying brightly, see ya, and running out of the tent flaps. The three watch them go before turning back together. See, they're just fine. See, they're fine. Just diving, Tom explains. Their teeth were chattering, Mira yells, dashing out after them. Stinky turns to the crafting bench and then pauses. Tom, do your nephews have any iron? He asks, trying to look innocent, even though Tom can see the half-finished weights in front of him. He's not sure. He's not sure they do, but he sends Stinky over there anyway, hoping that maybe he'll purchase some pre-made ones instead. Aww. <laughs> Stinky looks cute. I'm surprised I never encountered him. Yeah. Wait, is that just like a pair of underwear on his head? Christ. All right. Blathers. Oh, yes. I've had a voice for him. All right. I'm doing this one again. <gasps> Sorry. I'm just reading all of them. 
I'm fine with it. You're doing awesome. Blathers was excited when Tom asked him to come over to his island. Brand new ecosystem, brand new creatures. Well, normal creatures, but a whole bunch of them. And brand new museum. And a brand new supporter. The island representative helped build this museum. And truthfully, Blathers was grateful that they gave him so many new fish, fossils, and pugs. But sometimes they were a little odd. Of course, Tom briefed him quickly before he settled down properly. This was an accepting island, and sometimes the island representative may be a bit awkward or blunt or do things that may seem a bit out of place, but they were generally helpful. Like bringing Blathers a whole bunch of fossils that he had never seen before, and in such great quality. But then the oddities became apparent. Like running in, dripping wet, and happily giving him handfuls of deep-sea creatures to add to his exhibits. Or rocking up at four in the morning. Or, somehow, handing over a shark with their hands that they caught with a fishing rod. But this is not the worst. No, not even the wasps and spiders were the worst. It was the amount of extra stuff they seemed to produce. Blathers made the mistake of stopping by Nook's Cranny while the museum was renovated. Timmy and Tommy were delightful, and they had a marvelous selection of items. But then he caught sight of the fish. There was a veritable mountain of fish, insects, and even a few fossils he had assessed earlier that day. Where did you find all those? Blathers asked, shuddering as his eyes land on the three wasp nests just sitting in the corner. The island representative, Tommy says, happily waving Blathers over to the pile while his twin echoes him. Representative? Would you like to buy them? The wasp nests are only 330 bells. I notice you looking at them. Them. Timmy pipes up, eagerly grabbing one with his bare paws. What an awful wasp crawls out to sting him and holding it out. No, thank you, Blathers says, awkwardly sidestepping. Did you say the island representative brought them in? Oh, yes, Tommy says happily. They bring in all kinds of things to sell. All kinds of things to sell, Tim reemphasizes, pointing at the giant thing in the corner, which, on closer inspection, turns out to be a spider crab. Oh, Blathers says, feeling faint. Well, perhaps I shall purchase them off you if they are not in the museum. The twins seemed delighted at further business and eagerly agreed to call him about any new species that happened across their store. It's still on his mind later that week when the island representative comes in to give him a fossil, but their pockets are bulging. He refuses to think on what kind of fascinating creatures are being sold and instead informs them of this fascinating T-Rex torso. <laughs> that was cute. I like that. The only thing I don't get about that chapter is you always give the first to Blathers. Yeah, me handing over my firstborn son over to Blathers. First one goes to Blathers. Always. <laughs> no, yeah, that was adorable. I like that a lot. Yeah, the author does a really good job and they keep updating and I'm like, hey. Oh, yeah. Um, like it literally speaking of the author, everybody go check out um, Thil Rackham on, on Archive of Our Own. Yes. That's the author of this story. So, yeah. The link to the story will be in the description of the podcast. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well. <laughs> thank you uh, so much for, like, letting me do this. Yeah, thank you for being on. This was really fun. Of course, dude. It's like, I don't know. I never really get to do stuff like this and you know this is like a very nice experience in the sense of like oh i got to interact with people who like my stuff and you know with the whole interview portion of it at the beginning people got to know a bit more about me yeah <laughs> and so yeah yeah i really like doing this podcast um my favorite part about it is just getting to share good stories with people um that's the reason i started it because well for a while, I wanted to do something where I just recommend stories to people like this, but I didn't know how to do it. And then I started making TikToks where it was, here's a bunch of fan fictions to read. And then people were like, can you give us more details on it as you're recommending them? And then I was like, I could just do a podcast about it. And then I was on other people's podcasts and they recommended Anchor. And now I'm here. Well, damn, there you go. Yeah. I'll make sure to like uh, tell me like when this goes up or something like that, just so like I can post about it. Be like, yo, I was on this podcast. Go and check it out. Awesome. I update every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and um, I'll probably change up the schedule slightly and post this one tomorrow. Actually. Oh. 
because the other ones are just me with my friends from the 4th of July. Uh, I made like seven with them, I think. <laughs> so. All fun. Yeah. Well. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. Thank you for being on. Is of there course. anything you would like to promote while you're while we're um, doing an outro? Yes, actually. Um, everybody, please uh, go check out my TikTok at Local Horse Go Destroyer. Go check out my Twitch. Same thing as my TikTok, twitch.tv slash Local Horse Go Destroyer. Um, in my TikTok bio, you can find all my different donation links. And uh, and if you're watching in my Twitch streams, you can either donate or you can even subscribe, $5 a month. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening in on the stream. Uh, Aaron has been an amazing host, and I really, really appreciate all that they have done for me. And... Well yeah well i'm glad to have you on you were a lot of fun to talk to of and course, honestly i'd you. love to have you on again just let me know dog awesome Alrighty, sweet all right well you can find me as ear we are art on tiktok you can find me as ear we are arts on twitter and youtube and you can find me as bluebell Aaron on instagram wait that's what your name that's how you say your name yes i, I thought it was airwear art no, everybody gets it wrong. I'm going to be honest. I came up with it when I was 16 and in my Hamilton phase for my Tumblr oh, username. So it comes from the line ER we are meant to be because my last name starts oh. with a because my last name starts with a B and my first name starts with an ER. So the twi Tumblr username was ER we are meant to be with hyphens and then I just shortened it to ER we are art because it was an art account and then I just stuck with the same username ever since. <laughs> oh, well, damn. I don't get mad. Damn. You, were a Ham you were a Hamilton art account. Did you do Jefferson with the Mika binder? No, no. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here. No, uh, I did. <laughs> um, I was also very into Italia, So. Oh, I brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> so I drew Italia characters dressed up as Hamilton characters. Oh brother! Somebody I come get y'all jeans. Come get you. this is your, this 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 is y'all's. This is y'all's. I I was sixteen. Okay. Bro, ain't no excuses. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. Um, you could still find my old Tumblr. Uh, I haven't updated it in like two years, so. Nah, yeah, I have a Tumblr, but I refuse to let anybody know what it was. Yeah, that's valid. I'm just gonna. I'm from now on. I've decided um, in like different interviews and Twitch streams. I'm just gonna drop the mention of my Tumblr and like just never ever give the at because it's something completely different and like it's not associated with my name at all. So it's yeah. like you couldn't really find it unless you actively knew what the ad was. So I think from now on, I'm just gonna keep on mentioning my Tumblr and then just never give it the at. Oh, it's gonna be a choose your own adventure. Find the Tumblr, is it? <laughs> it essentially is. Yes. First one yeah. to find it gets a uh, free gifted subs from Twitch. But yeah. Yes. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Well, uh, my outro is I hope you have a fantastic day and enjoy reading because it's a fan fiction. Okay, wait, can yeah. I say it? Yes. I hope you have a fantastic day and I hope you enjoy reading. All right. Well, Alrighty. it was really nice talking to you. Thank you so much. Same to you. Yeah. Alrighty. Bye. Hope to talk to you again soon. Hope to talk to you again soon. Let me know when the next one is. Definitely. Alrighty. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.